Good evening and welcome everybody to Paranormal Analytical and our Halloween special. Welcome everyone. We got our host uh, James Toops. We got myself Eddie Hill, and we got a very, very special guest as you can see in the screen. The scary dude down over here on the bottom. That is Slaughters, and he's from Florida, and he runs the Motley Croc Show from Florida, and he's got all kinds of cool animals, but he brought a few tonight because we are going to be talking about some of the different aspects of cryptids that could possibly, could possibly be mistaken for some of these cryptids, like the we have uh, the owl in the back, which is Lachusa. And he brought another little buddy of his, which is a white alligator. And we are going to be talking about some of the voodoo aspects of what they believe when they see this white alligator, this albino. And it's going to be pretty cool. But I'd like to welcome everybody to the show. Thank you so much on our Halloween special. It's great to be here. Rick Warren will probably be a little bit late onto the show tonight. He's working at trying to get here. So we got our fingers crossed. We're rooting for him. Come on, Rick, if you're watching, get your butt over here to the show. Slaughters, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you, man. I, this is awesome. I, I really like this, and I've been catching up on all your stuff, and uh, I, it's great. I mean, I, I'm totally intrigued, especially with all this stuff and what I'm going to learn tonight about white alligators. I'm a little familiar with the Lachusa, but... Man, you guys are from Texas, so I'd love to hear some of the myths and legends. There oh, sure. we've got a lot of myths and legends from over over here along this way. And we got a lot from uh, the Louisiana area as well, too, from down in the bayou, which uh, James is from. And, uh, yep. You know, so we're going to be hearing some of that voodoo stuff from uh, James. But yeah, man, it's going to be a great Halloween show. We decided we were going to do it today because we're not going to be doing it Saturday because, hey family day right you know we're all going to be doing our own thing and having a good time so uh slaughters man tell us a little bit about what you do on your show where they can watch you we're going to get that just knocked out we're going to do your plug right off the bat and then we're going to talk about your friends and who you brought and we're going to start getting into a little bit of uh folklore yeah man i appreciate you uh bringing me on and um i've had the pleasure of having eddie on my show before um uh, my sister was on with you guys, which was great, and, and I, I saw all of you on there talking, and there was some really cool stuff y'all were talking about, um, releasing her show or whatever, and um, uh, Eddie and I got to talking, and there's just so much going on. Um, the Molly Croc Show is based around what a lot of us do is we work with a lot of big animals in the state of Florida. There's a few of us that do it, and when we developed the Molly Croc Show, it was really to get uh, uh, reality out to people, an understanding of what we do and, and laws and regulations, and you know because there's a lot of mishap with with uh large animals and i and i specialize with crocodiles and and obviously birds like birds of prey this is it's who he's a eurasian eagle owl we don't do anything that's on the injurious species act migratory bird act excuse me so he's uh he's the famous guy from harry potter well at least his lineage anyways and um, we have a, a really good friend of ours that has uh white alligators and there's probably a hundred of them in the country and so he allows us to take his uh, gators out, and his name is Brian Love, and he puts all of them out there for education, people to learn. And you'd be amazed when people see a white alligator, what they say, it's, is there either is it fake or some people mm -hmm. fit, and they just don't understand. I mean, I can't imagine seeing one in the wild, so I'm looking forward to learning what you guys have to say tonight. 
So let me let me ask you a question. So that owl right there, right? Yeah. Really cool looking bird, man. Like badass. I don't know if you can zoom in on this on this owl right here, but look at him. He's just looking around. It's freaking cool. At first, I have to admit, I thought he was fake, and then he started moving his head and shit. And I'm like, all right, I think he's probably a robot or like one of these owl robot, you know, kind of things like you scared birds off with. And then he he looked down, he just started articulating his head. And I'm like, no, that dude's real. So the one time, the one interaction I had with an owl, um, I walked out the front door of the house, and there's an owl sitting on the mailbox, and he's facing away from me. And uh, this summit's turned his head completely around, looked at me, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's a big-ass owl. And then he screamed at me. So we have screech owls down in Louisiana. Is that a screech owl? Like, have you ever heard that thing scream at you? Like, it sounds like a lady getting slaughtered. Yeah, we got them. We have them here. We sure do, and it does. It's the weirdest thing ever. It scared the hell out of me. (laughs) Then it flew off, and I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And they're not very big. Screech owls are really small, too, so you something comes out of the size of a stick. Dude, it sounded like a woman just getting, like, slaughtered to death. It was the creepiest sound of shit ever, and it flew off, and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? (laughs) It was the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) So does your owl do that? Does it make that noise as a screech like that? Real deep, a real deep, whoo, that's his thing. Really? Hear him? He did it. Woo. Oh, cool. <laughs> He's talking to you. That's cool, man. Yeah, he'll talk to you. I'll do it again. Woo. Woo. All right. I hope he does. He doesn't always do that. So. <laughs> this is really badass. Bro. Oh, this is his TV shot right here, guys. This is his TV shot. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, Slaughter's uh, Darren Wedlock, who's in uh, New Zealand. He's got like the sexiest voice around on podcasts. Sexiest voice on radio. Yeah, he does. He says, Slaughter's, I would have a heart attack if I saw you coming towards me. LOL. (laughs) I kind of looked at myself in the mirror. I think if I was coming at myself too and uh, and it wasn't Halloween, I would probably have a heart attack as well. Hey, man, there's a market for everything. You know, chicks dig that kind of shit. So, hey, hey, real quick. Tell everybody about slaughters and what happens at the beginning of, of October. Okay, so slaughters is like an alter ego for me, and I have, like I said, I can get away with a whole lot more as slaughters. But uh, I start to change, and we do a really big Halloween party, um, and it's usually the weekend of Halloween, just a day or two before. But uh, so I start doing like this little twisted. Um, I start to change into him. So by the end of the month, uh, I look like this fully. So it's kind of like this manifesto thing. And so I I get so much um, on slaughters that they want me to do like a slaughters ranch show once a month. Nice. It it takes a lot to change into this. It's exhausting, but it's about two or three hours worth of makeup, isn't it? It it, it can be, it can be. I'm, I'm, my girl helped me tonight and that's a great thing because you're know, setting up stuff and getting all that stuff going is easier than doing it yourself when i do full gear i'm about seven and a half feet tall um sweet so come out, I'm instant, all my gear from my boots to the leg pieces i got to the boot clips and there i mean it's it's a full deal it's a full deal well it's you know full. when when we first did the show together and i was on your show I had to, I had to say, you know, you started out you know he had these little bitty antlers you know you look like a little spike you know, starting, and yeah. he's just slowly, as October goes, he transforms into this beast, and now he's right. got these big, massive horns. That's badass, man. It's I cool. It. It's cool. I, I love the concept. I think it's great. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like it. 
I don't know. I have a good time with it. And, you know, it's kind of like everybody's got their thing. And, and, and um, I get a lot with it, too. Now, uh, Dylan Holiday, he, uh, he used to be one of the hosts on the show all the time. And uh, he actually ran the show by himself for a long time as well, too, because we took a break. And uh, it, he says, is Slaughter's a character as well or simply as cosmetic? It's a character. It's my own. So about, I would say, seven years ago, I started developing this. I've always been infatuated with clowns. Um, I think clowns are one of the... Um, I don't know. People are terrible. They're just fun because they one of two things, you know. Uh, you got John Wayne Gacy. Uh, you know, you got Mr. Pickles. And you got you got a whole bunch of different things. So clowns can be a number of different things. So over time, it just really started to morph. And then I got I started to become known for it. And then I do it every year. Yeah. So uh, I bought a trike, a ruckus trike. And it's sweet. Uh, neighborhood like this and just throw candy at kids and they expect it so this year i'll probably have to use the harley because the trike's got some clutch issues but go figure that's awesome now we got kimberly ann on here she says bro as far as horror clowns go terrifier got me hard but slaughter's kind of ups it with the horns man i agree kimberly that is the shit right there that is so freaking cool so here's here's a question eddie and and slaughter's think about this what is the deal with people with clowns, right? People are scared to death of clowns in a certain setting, right? So when you look at it, you know, or you <laughs> right now, you know, people kind of freak out and say, fucking clowns, man. Like what, you know, so here's my, my thing on this, right? So when you see a clown, like at a circus, like in a good atmosphere and stuff, it's still in the back of your mind. You're going, man, what's this guy really about? Is this guy evil or is this guy just trying to just have fun or what? But most of the people say, you know what? If you're going to be a clown in a circus, you've either hit a low point and and you're evil as shit, or this is truly what your passion is. So it's one way or the other. It's there is no middle, right? So I think that's the thing about clowns that people don't like. Like they see the happy on the outside, but the evil on the inside. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Me? You should take that, Eddie. You tell me what you think, and I'll give you my opinion. Clowns never scared me, honestly. I think they're really cool. But I think what got a lot of people with the clowns is the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. You know? Jeffrey Dahmer or... or not, um, uh, not Dahmer. Uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Gacy. Casey. Wayne, Gacy. Yeah, yeah, Casey. I think that's Gacy. the one that got everybody because he would eat people. I think that's what got everybody creeped out because he was this children's clown. You know, and he'd go up and he'd make kids laugh and balloons and the whole works. And then he turned out to be this evil thing. And I think that's where it started, where people were like, oh, clowns, how freaky, you know, you know, yeah, cannibals and shit. But, yeah. you know, and then, you know, it came out with it and, and you had that clown, you know, with the sharp teeth and stuff. But, you know, this this clown here, uh, Slaughters, is just, I think, cooler than all those because he kind of has that persona of like a Wendigo clown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. have you heard of he a window window go there slaughters nails it. I think it's called, I think it's called, I was trying to think of how to say it. Cool. Cool. I believe it's called. It's a natural fear of clowns. Like some things like a fit of phobia is a fear of snakes. Right. But that's a learned behavior. But a lot of times um, we're programmed, especially as children to recognize certain things as, as um, a facial appearance and it can be scary. Right. So, you know, along with terrifying things, if you think about all the venomous and scary things in the wild, they're always beautiful and colorful. 
So there's got to be something natural to that, but your face cannot recognize, like a child cannot recognize what he's supposed to identify as a fellow human. Non-human primates and and primates identify their features of of what they think. So I think that fear is just... um, I think it just clicks an endorphin and that scares you. And some people really are terrified of clowns. They can't even, I mean, you can YouTube it and they just show someone a picture and people sometimes have panic attacks like, like heights or, or fear of snakes or, so I don't know. I've never had a fear of clown. I've always been obsessed with them. If I could live like this 24 seven, I would. I think it's just freaking awesome. I think it's it's a good answer right there. That's that's probably the best. I I do too. Right there. Perfect. And I, honestly, man, that's uh, just so freaking cool. Well, you know yeah. what? Oh, real quick. Darren just put a question on here. He said, uh, Slaughters, do you find your personality changes when you're in costume? In other words, do you change? 100%. Because by nature, normally I'm kind of an asshole, but I have to be nice to everybody in the real world, especially nowadays. So yeah, it comes Slaughters. It's like I take my insides and bring it out. And when I just get tired of shit, I just rant and rave. And we have a really good time. And I find that on my show. If we start bashing and trashing things we don't like, I get way, way good feedback. And people come in like, yeah, I feel the same way, or I'll run them over with my car. And I think everybody <laughs> needs that release. And I think being this, everybody's got a release. You know, some people find it riding motorcycles or dirt bikes or, or just adrenaline junkies, uh, roller coasters, things like that. But, you know, a clown is the definition of, of chaos, in my opinion. So if you want to let your chaos out, you might as well let it fly. And, and, and that's really... That's really how I how I feel about it. And yes, 100 percent, Daryl, I really do. I, my personality changes the minute that get, when I see myself, it's like I'm now I'm possessed and everybody. Well, think about it. Think about it in terms of Heath Ledger when he was the Joker <laughs> in Batman. Yes. Right? Hey, and he so went into his role. Hey, so James, heavy that he couldn't turn it off. James. He, yeah, he was yeah. really dark. And I was more impressed with uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Walking Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. And his uh, role, when he did that end and he was dancing like this and all that chaos and death and people burning to death and he found his peace in his own chaos, you know, and a lot of people always want to tell you what's right or wrong, you know, in their opinion, but... Uh, He felt it in that moment. You're definitely right. He was, that was his place. He was definitely there. And you know what? That guy played one hell of a part there, man. That was a chilling... I mean, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I got to read you this. Danielle... She says, so I'm listening to the show, but I can't look at the screen. Yeah, like oh, a, yeah. She's one of them. It's scared. They do. And then. Uh, in real life, though, so maybe this is better. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Darren says, maybe Gordon should try it. So we got should dress Gordon up as some kind of a clown. But I don't know. He I don't know if he could pull I mean, that he off. Looks good as, he looks good as a woman dressed up already, Darren. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. He, uh, let's just leave Darren. Yeah, let's just leave Gordon as he is. You know, he's, he's an ugly female. I'll tell you that, man. But, you know, since the operation, I got a whole new respect for Gordon. And yeah. I can't bash him too hard because he's never <laughs> on the show. But. Hey, and and Tom, Tom Rudisill says clown outfits are like beards or long hair per se, or just like you know you put your vest on and crawl on your bike. You know your attitude kind of changes. But you know what? Let's yeah. let's get into some of the scary stuff. We got to get in some more scary stuff here. Um, yeah, not scary enough. Let's move on. Come on now. Okay, so we've got the owl in the back. So we're going to talk about Lechusa. Yeah, let's talk about him. I'd like to hear that. Lechusa for me. That's new for me. So I'm, I'll be. You don't know about Lechusa, James? No, I'm, no, I'm I don't. Okay, Lechusa is part of the Hispanic folklore, and part of it is the the Lechusa is an owl, but in the folklore part of it, it's supposed to have a head of a witch when it transforms. 
So if you hear this loud screeching at night, which is some of the screech owls, or you uh, hear a whistle and you whistle back, these things are supposed to fly down and they'll scratch your eyes out. Well, I'm going to turn my okay. whistler off. What? So, and, and believe me, it's, it's like the boogeyman or, or, you know, anything like that, you know, where you might have something hiding under your bed, you know, uh, you know, things of that nature. And, and they were, it was done mainly, uh, and my own personal belief is to kind of like get the kids to come in, you know, from outside, you know, they're out there playing and stuff. Hurry up and they get in here or the lechusa's going to get you. Oh, hell, you know, and all the kids rush to get in back in the house. You know, so it was a good way to instill fear and get these kids to do what you want them to do when they're out there jacking around. So, uh, you know, it was one of those type of deals. But the Lechusa is still said to be real by some. Yep. And uh, Tina Davis and Randall, uh, they said, uh, I know all about the Lechusas. So, you know, we got a lot of the Hispanic culture, and especially here in Texas. This is something that will... You know that that you hear all the time over here, just like a chupacabra, uh, you know, and, and things of that nature. So the Spanish folklore or, or Hispanic folklore has got a lot of different uh, uh, different folk tales and different types of uh, monsters and creatures and things of that nature. Like if you have, like if you hear a rooster crowing at night, it's said that there's going to be a death in the family. Okay. Well, I think there'd be a lot of deaths in my neighborhood because these bastards around here are <laughs> all goddamn day, dude. It's unbelievable. So maybe I'll own the neighborhood if I don't die. So, the lechusa <laughs> is one of those type of animals. Like I said, it's it's a witch, uh, or as they would call it over here, the bruja or curandera. And curandera is mainly a spiritual healer, but uh, a lot of times they're used in uh, like bad type. Um, magic kind of like almost voodoo but the brujas which is the ones that a lot of people go to to find love or to find happiness or to try and uh do something to somebody who's wronged them and they want to you know get them back they'll go to these people and they have uh, also what's called the santa muerte which is a statue and it looks like a statue of uh oh heck what's the what's the skeleton thing with that freaking knife uh what's it called uh, uh the grim reaper grim reaper there we go yeah so it, it looks like the grim reaper skeleton with a knife I yeah love it, Eddie. hey <laughs> i love it dude i love hey it. you know it's the best way i could describe it because my mind kind of went blank because i've got so much stuff going on in my head right now with all these different things but it, it looks a lot like the grim reaper and people pray to it and a majority of the time uh, they pray to this thing. The, the belief in these things are very, very strong, just like in voodoo. So uh, we did an investigation one night where we went to speak with one of these, uh, I guess, brujas or curanderas or whatever you want to call them. And her place was filled with the Santos, Santo Muerte. I mean, there was these things all over incense burning. There was one statue that was like six feet tall. And I'm standing there looking at that thing going, man, now that's creepy, you know? And so, uh, Does that mean the saint of death? Is that, mm -hmm. that what that translates to Correct. pretty much? Santa okay. Muerte, the, the saint yeah. of death. Yeah. And so we went and we did the investigation there. But while we were uh, while we were there, I was talking to her. And we were talking in Spanish back and forth. And she told me 
before your investigation is complete, something bad is going to happen to one of your team members. And I was like, well, what do you mean something bad? She said, something bad's going to happen. Someone's going to be hurt. And I was like, hurt how? She goes, I don't know. She goes, but it's somebody with a bad back. And it was just her and I talking in Spanish. Nobody else spoke Spanish, number one. And number two, we were alone when we were talking. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. And uh, we continued on with the investigation. And we were on, we had our big bus parked outside. And uh, while we were in there, one of the guys asked me, he goes, do you have your, your knife on you? And I was like, yeah, I said, I got it. He goes, let me borrow the blade. So I flipped it out, and it was a double-edged dagger, uh, triple action, cold steel, which is mega sharp. Handed it to him, and he looked at me, and he takes this knife, and he buries it in his leg. I mean, buried the entire blade up to the hilt in his Damn. leg. Were you saying that? God, I still just don't, I just, why would you do that? Yeah, and, and I'm looking at it going, that did not just happen. Jesus Christ. You know, what the hell? And, and he looked at me, he goes, remember I told you I have a bad back? And, and it hit me. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you had some problems with the nerves in your back. He goes, yeah. He goes, I don't feel this. And I'm thinking to myself, that thing's four and a half inches in your leg. And I'm praying he didn't get an artery. And I'm looking and he's not, he's not pumping blood, you know. But he was a big dude. He was about 450, 500 pounds. And uh, I, told, I called our, our medic up front. And I was like, get the knife out of his leg. Get him off the bus. Get him to the hospital. I was like, that's it. He's done. Yeah, He's not to staying here tonight. Ward. And when they took him outside, the lady was standing outside at the doorway just looking at me, and she just kind of shook her head and went back in. And I thought to myself, holy shit. She was right. So don't totally discount these people. You know, I, I mean, I took it for granted that, you know, it was just her you know making up some shit but i'm telling you right off the bat i mean that couldn't have happened any quicker any easier than what it did and it, it was really spooky but to get back to the story about her as i walked inside inside her office where she was there was a cage and there was this owl in there a young owl and i was like oh you got an owl i said really nice it's a beautiful owl and she looked at me seriously and it was actually kind of pissed off and she said she goes she goes that's not an owl she goes it's la chusa and i'm thinking eh, it's it's an owl you know <laughs> but she's like it's a, it's a la chusa and she goes and he stays there for good reason he's very powerful and i was like wow and you know and, and people believe this stuff you know and i think the power of belief in in some of these creatures and what they could be i think gives them that power to maybe manifest or to do things or to do what your will is but i don't think it's the actual animal i think it's the person's mind yeah, you know subject, subjective yeah, right subjective and they they believe so deeply that things like that can happen well yeah. uh, you know belief i'm, I'm gonna if, if i can have the floor for a second go for it go ahead yep Listen, man, beliefs are an interesting thing because, um, I, you know, I, I do believe in the paranormal. I know that our energy goes someplace else. Um, 
everybody with deities has their idea of where that's supposed to go or what it's supposed to be. And some sort of, most of it's bullshit. And uh, talk about the shit under the stick. Imagine having to be a snake, okay? Because in most religions, snakes are toxic, evil, kill them. I mean, you can go all the way back to the Bible, and of course they had to put a snake in the tree, right? So now everybody thinks the snake's uh, uh, an emblem of the devil, uh, but the devil, as we know, didn't even exist in the Bible at that time. But people believe that. But if you say to somebody, it's just interesting because we'll say, yeah, well, we do some paranormal investigation. Some things we debunk. Some things are damn real. Now, I work with some really great people in the field. Uh, Michael Bodine, if you don't know who that is, he's a he's a ghostbuster and a, and a future psychic. And his sister Echo is a psychic. And they are amazing. Their whole family is amazing. Look them up. Read about him. Talk about him. Michael's awesome. And some of the stuff that, that I've done with him recently is, is just outstanding. Now, if you talk to somebody that has a religion, and I don't want to bash religions, they will believe in this thing that they've never seen that... They're going to get to go there and they're going to eat off gold plates and skip around and ride lions and underwear or whatever the fuck they're going to do. But if you say there's a ghost, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yep, can't happen. No, so, I've seen that. That's a fact. Yeah. So that to me is like, I, you, I believe in and when people can't see things, and I think we all have the gift, all of us have the gift to be able to see that other side. Uh, but we try to think so logically and we snuff it out and we put our own doctorate in and then that we ruin that. So there's a lot of people out there that are talented that, you know, see things out of the corner of their eyes. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I've recently found those to be guides. And so we don't pay attention to them. And I've seen stuff now that you'll never convince me otherwise. And I've done it. You know, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing any type of hallucinogenic or anything. I wasn't even smoking weed. And the things I've seen, I can't explain. And I know it's there. Now I know. Yeah, because absolutely. Understand and, it. And and a lot of people are that way too. And and like I always tell people, you know, you, there's no uh actual disbelievers. There's just people who have yet to believe. Who yet to have seen. Yeah. Right. Now I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I gotta read some of these comments, man. These things are great coming in. Um Bill Holiday says, uh La Chusa kept young folks from wandering into dangerous areas through fear. Uh, Randall and Tina Davis says, when I was uh, young or when I was little, I lived with my grandparents and my grandfather woke me up at night and said there was a La Chusa outside and he went out and I just heard a gunshot. So he went outside and probably shot at one. And, and people are, are deathly afraid of these and they will shoot at them. Um, Tom Rudisil says, the clown is right. That's funny. I don't see no funeral home picking up dead folks all these uh, fucking roosters <laughs> cock and doing at night around here. Uh, Randall and Tina says, uh, he told me to go to bed, but I think it's an owl. Now, uh, Dylan says, fun fact, lechusa is a Spanish word for small owl. And uh, I didn't know that. That's kind of awesome, Dylan, that you That's found that. Um, let's see. Kimberly Ann says, uh, Dylan Holiday. Yep. And has a woman's face. That's the that's the witch of the Lechusa. Yeah. Um, Randall and Tina says, but in Spanish culture, an owl outside your window means someone close will die. And it oh, always did happen. Yeah. And the other thing that they say as far as owls outside your window is mm-hmm. the fact that could also mean, you know, alien presence or alien abduction or something like that taking place as well to jump into the UFO aspect of things. Uh, Kimberly says... Uh, fuck to the no shit gets loose quick love it and uh 
Randall and Tina says, I have stories. And Tom says, placebo, the ability to mindfuck yourself. Uh, Kimberly says, uh, meh, belief has a lot to do with it. Because if you didn't believe, you wouldn't see it. Think Santa Claus. Kimberly also says, but when you feel that shit is in your house, run through your body, see that shit, it will change your whole perspective. Yeah, yes, it will, Kimberly. Believe me. Um, Kimberly says, uh, they're at rest. Dylan says, Eddie, stop talking about the fourth kind. <laughs> that movie was awful. It's not the fourth kind, dude. That, that is that seriously. They, that, I think they got that from the fourth kind, or the fourth kind got that from from what people were talking about. So yeah, there's a lot to do with owls. Owls are like, uh, you know, worshipped. There's people are afraid of them. People will shoot at them. I know one thing around here, you know, they'll steal your chickens if you don't put them away at night. But, you know, there's a lot of, of oh, yeah. there's a lot of cool shit that goes on with owls. And I think that's really neat. Yeah, because they're, you know, let me just give you some facts about an owl. Let me give you facts about the eagle owl. So it's a big, fat, lazy bird by nature. Okay. So it's basically like a middle-aged dude on the couch. He'd rather sit there with the remote in his hand and have his beer and his brew brought to, right, brought to you. That's these guys. They're not like the falcons and the and in the, the hawks and that that really hunt, um, you know, um, and our ospreys here and our kites. They're not like that. They're a big lazy bird, but they're mysterious because they look scary. You see how he always looks pissed off. He's mm-hmm. not exactly happy today. So uh, they demonize that animal, and these animals get suffered for that. Now I was doing a show with Jimmy Riffle, him and I from the Gator Boys. We were in Texas at the San Antonio Rodeo. And there was a Mexican couple that came in and said, yeah, the Lechusa is like your American boogeyman. It keeps the kids in from screwing around. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. And some people wouldn't even walk by the table. And there's some areas in the United States that they tell Jimmy and I we're not allowed to bring snakes or owls onto the sovereign land. Period. Wow. They don't care. They believe in it that much. That, and their belief here <clears throat> is that when the owl's there, they're to come to take their loved one that's leaving to the other side. Wow. So that's the I'm an owl should show up is when he's coming to take a loved one to the next dimension. And so, but think of how many snakes get stomped and how many birds get shot at like that. And the bird's just being a bird, you know, right. sometimes we put facts back into things. And, and remember folks, the most dangerous snakes is the ones with arms and legs. Don't ever forget that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bingo. Well, show us, show us your next little buddy that you brought well, on here. And I was, I was hoping that we'd get to that guy because he's, he's kind of a turd tonight, folks. He was out in his pool and he was chilling. I went and got him. I said, listen, man, you got to come on TV tonight. So he not only has he already pissed on me, <laughs> but he has been just flailing and, and doing his fun stuff. Let's see if we can kind of get him there. Can you kind of see him a little bit? Look at there. Yeah, he yeah look at this guy. That yeah. is the albino alligator. Cool. Yeah. Isn't it just gorgeous? I mean, it's a beautiful. Golly. <laughs> that is one so gorgeous animal. Have you had him from uh, from from birth? I guess like from egg hatch and, and I've been raising. So, uh, like I said, stated earlier, uh, a friend of ours, Brian Love, has raised these from hatchlings, and so we've been around him since they were little tiny things. So he's pretty mellow. Um, you notice I don't have him taped and stuff like a lot of the alligators that we have to catch. That's what in. I was. That's what I was wondering. Why do you not have him taped, and why is he not trying to bite you right now? Well, I got to tell you something. That alligators and crocodiles are about seventeen times smarter than a dog. Their brain waves. Crocodiles have a cerebral cortex, and they use that. And so it's interesting that I actually can teach, or not just I'm not saying I as as our trade. What we do as a trade, we actually teach crocodiles not to kill people, and they learn their name. They learn to come and get their blood draw. They come to you when they're called. They do what they're asked. And 
person they're told to retreat they retreat and they learn and you can go out to 50 crocodiles and say i had one named eddie i could say eddie get up here and just eddie will come and so it's a really, really interesting thing to see that. So the intelligence level of them, they, they're very easy learners, which is a bad thing for the American alligator because people like to throw bread at fish and turtles. Oh, it's so cute. Let's feed the turtles. Then the alligators come over and they're like, hey, you know, it tastes pretty good. But now when he comes over at nine to 10 feet, he's terrifying. So mm-hmm. to them, it's like playing chicken with a semi. Now they're terrified. To the he gave me bread a few years ago. I don't understand. Now you got a trapper out there. Next thing you know, he's shot in the head and he's turned into meat. And it's not even his fault. So they learn very fast and very well. They're very adaptable animals. Your language. <laughs> yes, I have learned alligator. Yep, that's a little. Oh yeah, for doing there. Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> There's a language to it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to call him. I used to call him up to the boat a lot. Every once in a while, though, I'd screw up and I'd get mom coming, and I had to leave. Yeah, we're not even legally allowed to do that in Florida. So you Florida people watching, don't be calling alligators out there to the boat, boy. That, <laughs> well, one, I remember one time, man, I had uh, me and my dad was fishing, and I seen a little alligator out there, probably about four foot, and I put a topwater bait on my uh, on my pole and threw it out there, and little guy went for it. I snagged him. So I'm reeling in this three or four foot alligator, and I get him right up to the boat. My dad's like, man, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, I'm going to catch them take the hook out and hang out with it for a little bit he's like oh you all right but go ahead and get rid of it i'm like yeah 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 i'm not going to keep it well as soon as i got him up to the boat mom started coming and mom was a big bitch and i was like oh hell no like i'm talking about by the time i got this thing unhooked and back in the water mom was probably about 30 feet away from the boat and she was a big one she was a big girl she was well, probably about 11 big, foot you have some big ones you're in louisiana right yeah there yeah, she was a alligator there. No lie. She was she was about eleven foot. Um, you know, I went in the water with an alligator one time, and I'll never do this shit again. I shot shot at one, um, and it sank to the bottom before I can get to it. I jump out of the boat, I go down, I feel around on the bottom, and I grab the front paw, and it grabbed my hand back, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a reaction, you know. So I came up to the top. Uh, as soon as her eyes broke the water. The mouth came wide open. I saw, all I saw was white. I grabbed the wrong alligator. I grabbed the live one, not the one I Ooh, shot. Uh, it was about a seven or eight foot. And um, the, the mouth came open like right in my face, like right here. And I just threw it and I swam underneath the boat. I was like, fuck. So I got back to the bank and he popped up. I gaffed it, pulled it in. And it was, it was a good seven and a half, eight foot. I'll never do that shit again. That scared the fuck out of me. So I was in the water with a live alligator um hunting an alligator right there so that was the scariest shit ever yeah but going crazy. back going back to the to the voodoo type of thing so i don't know if you're familiar with so you're in florida right where yes. are you at in florida I'm, I'm right now i'm in tampa i live in tampa florida okay so okay cool i got some jobs out in tampa right now with my company so um well i'm from south louisiana i'm like from homa so i'm 60 miles south of new orleans okay right. um yeah so we're we're way down there um, on the bayou. That's where I grew up at, right? But every now and then, we'd migrate to uh, New Orleans, and New Orleans is the uh, breeding ground for uh, voodoo, stuff like that, right? So we had a lot of Haitian immigrants and a lot of Haitian 
migration that came to New Orleans and brought the voodoo stuff with them. Okay, and um, if you know anything about voodoo, the one name uh, that resonates with voodoo is Marie Laveau, right? Everybody has, has heard of Marie Laveau, right? She, I mean, she was on, um, you know, American Horror Story. Like they, they redid her on American Horror Story, and yep. Marie Laveau is a real deal. She is a real person. Um, her grave is in uh, Lafayette Cemetery Number Two uh, in New Orleans. And, um, is, you know, she's a real deal. So the, her house is on uh, Bourbon Street or Bourbon and St. Charles, right? Uh, yeah, Bourbon and St. Charles. Her house is there. Um, and it's a little shack. It's a little house. It's nothing to it. You know, they kind of turned it to a touristy kind of thing. Um, but there, there's like an altar in that place that you, you leave offerings and things like that. And you can buy souvenirs and bullshit. But the, the real Marie Laveau, the story behind her is so insane. It is so intense. Uh, I urge everybody to look up Marie Laveau. Anybody has an interest in voodoo, look her up. She's actually a good queen. She was actually a good person. Um, she had several children. I think she had like 15 children. Uh, she, she, oh man, um, she was a healer. Um, she would visit people and all of a sudden they would start to heal and stuff like that and and it's just man the backstory of marie laveau is so crazy but she is not the the head queen of voodoo everybody thinks that marie laveau is like the the top queen of voodoo no she's not i'm gonna tell you something there is voodoo happening right now as we speak in the city okay it's not it's not in the swamps it's not when you you go out and you you know in the middle of the night you run up on uh a coven of witches in the fucking swamp. That's not voodoo. That's not what's happening. It's in the city. It's happening. It's it's on the outskirts. It's in Kenner, Kenner and Metairie and Morero, and it's happening on the outskirts of New Orleans. It's probably happening in the inner city of New Orleans and stuff like that. But the thing is, you and I will never find an active voodoo ritual going on because we're not invited or we're not welcome. Okay. Um, this is stuff that this is this is a religion to these people, and it's a hidden religion. And <laughs> to stumble across voodoo, actual voodoo, would be a—I don't want to say a blessing, but it would be a gift for right. you to actually see what voodoo is going on. Okay, um, there's so many things going on in the swamps of, of of Louisiana right now, in in the cities of Louisiana right real, now. Real, it's real. so many things. Go ahead. Yeah, real quick. Uh, got a question. How many uh, albino alligators are there approximately? Documented, there's under 100 that we know of. And isn't there also another one that's just a white alligator? Yeah, but there's those are called statistics, and we know of two or three of those. That's a little wow. bit more rare, quite a bit more rare, but you know that these things won't live in the wild. They'll be t There's no camouflage for them. Well, not only that, they will sunburn too, correct? A little than the average alligator. Yeah, they'll also sunburn. They so, can't handle the sun as well. No, they at sunburn all, at all. Yeah, they have no pigment to deflect, so they'll burn up. They're like a human. Wow. So I know human has no. They have red eyes. They have no pigment. And they burn. Same thing. Yep. Fun fact: never knew that. So there, there is one in uh, the Ottoman Zoo in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. There's actually two. I've seen there's it. Two. I've yeah. seen them. I've seen that big one. boy now, too. Yeah. Now, now real suckers, quick, man. Fuckers are ten feet long. There is folklore in Louisiana's Bayou Country, according to Mark Hugh, that holds that if someone looks into the blue eyes of a lacoustic, lacoustic alligator, 
Leucistic. Leucistic alligator. It will bring good luck. Uh, for Native Americans, the alligator is a powerful symbol who should be respected because alligators live in the fresh waterways and rivers, marshes, and lakes. They are symbols of spiritual cleansing and healing. Alligators are also symbols of power and status in some Native American cultures. And, you know, they say that, you know, they are a symbol of good luck. There's really nothing bad uh, about seeing a white alligator, you know, as far as some of the folklore goes, other than that you'll receive some kind of good luck. There's also, there is one one little folklore thing that was out there that talks about the white alligator and being seen and it being part of some voodoo witch who transformed herself after she died and took over the soul of this gator. Uh, but as we just spoke about, if they survive at all, it's not going to be for very long and uh, in the wild for that matter. So uh, I don't know where some of this stuff comes from, but you know, like everything else, you know, there's all, all kinds of stories to some of these. And, uh, well, you know, Eddie, one of these days I'm going to actually do some really good, like, deep research on the voodoo stuff, and we'll put it on the show one night. But everything that I, I speak of is stuff that I grew up with, you know, and this is stuff like, you know, the owl, right? So, hey, you get inside before the owl scratches your eyes out. Uh, what we had was the Rougarou back in the day. Mm -hmm. We had that. We had the fleece bloody. Uh, the fleece bloody was uh, it was kind of the same thing. So I don't know if it was a dog man or what, but it was supposed to be like a wolf hybrid person, man, a wolf thing uh, that would just tear your guts out and leave you in the woods to die. Um, and, you know, my dad even and I hadn't I hadn't talked about this on the show before, but just thinking about it now, my dad was out in the woods one night with my uncle Carol um, in a. Uh, hunting and stuff like they were coming back from a hunt and they they were out in Bayou Black, uh, Louisiana and it, we had, our family had 400 some odd acres of property which included mostly woods uh, they were back there hunting and stuff and on the way back uh, they, they saw something in the woods that looked like a bull but it was dark, they couldn't tell what it was it was big like a cow but it was it, slaughters you know, it yep. was something, yeah, yeah, it was something it was slaughters and they shot at it yeah, they shot at it. It didn't move. It didn't flinch. And they unloaded 12-gauge on it. You know, boom, 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 boom. And it didn't move. So they were like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. So they left. They hauled ass and got out of there. So, it, you know, it was something in the woods that was alive, and they didn't know what it was. It was just that was one of the stories from my dad that, you know, he told us uh, when we were kids, you know. And it wasn't to scare us out of the woods because we were never in the woods in Bayou Black, you know. But it was something that he told us, and it was just – it's kind of crazy, man. And like I told you, Eddie, before the story about uh, going to Devil Swamp in uh, Bayou Blue, um, you know, whatever that was that hit the side of my door, that it, it looked like a bear at first, like it, it pounded the side of my door. And I took off in my truck and I was doing like, I was in a back road. It was in Devil Swamp doing about 40 miles an hour. And this thing kept up in my truck. And th that was really, I'll never forget that, dude. I was like, uh, 21, 20, 21, something like that. I'll never forget that. Terrifying. Yeah, it scared the shit well, out of me, man. I was doing 45, 40 miles an hour, and it kept up with my truck, and then I had to outrun to something. Well, you realize we are going to be doing an investigation here before long on and, and doing that uh, documentary on the hunt for the uh, deadly dogmen, you know, the hunt for the lycanthrope, which is also in yeah. Louisiana culture, the Rougarou. So we're going to actually well, be out looking for these things and talking to people that claim to have had sightings of it, which 
I've already spoken to quite a few and you know, I'm not kidding you. I went into that story being kind of skeptical. I mean, UFOs, great. Hauntings, great. Ghosts, great. Bigfoot, okay. Werewolves? You know, I had to really kind of stretch to, uh, to 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 really get into the werewolf thing because, you know, I'm thinking Laurel and Hardy meets the werewolf, you know, uh, you know, that kind of a thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, these people are like, I mean, they're scared to death. I mean, they literally call you up crying. They're so afraid talking yeah. about this thing. Wow. And the thing you is, know, I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't call them werewolves, Eddie. I, you know, a werewolf is something that that folklore people people think that. You know, a werewolf is a human that turns into a wolf at night, blah, 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 Michael J. Fox, all this bullshit. No, I, you know, I think the thing behind is, I wouldn't even call it a werewolf, man. It's something that just stays wolf all the time. But well, it, it I've heard two different, legs. I've heard two theories on these by people who really honestly believe that this shit happens. You know, and I've got to say, at first, like I said, I was very very skeptical i mean and you know me i've got a pretty good open mind i mean i'll i'll look at all angles on something i'll sit there i'll try and debunk it i'll check it out you know there's no way to debunk what you can't find i think we just lost them but yeah there's no way there's no way to debunk what you can't find what you can't see what you can't feel You, you have to start looking at people as a whole and look at and and see you know if they if they're just filling you full of shit or or what the case might be and after you speak to these people you realize that they're they mean what they say they're not lying right. you know they they believe that something happened to them uh james you are stuck in between man i cannot bring you back into the show you're gonna have to jump out and jump back in He's in the in-between. How cool is that on a paranormal Yep, show? no kidding. He's stuck. He's he's in uh, purgatory. I like Damn that. It. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, okay. He just jumped out, so hopefully he'll come back in and we'll be able to pull him back up. But, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that that's the whole thing about the, the, the hunt for the lycanthropes is that, you know, people have called out. They, they feel scared. They're, they've seen them. Uh, some people claim they've seen him kill people. I mean, you've got uh, witnesses that say that uh, these things can read your mind. They know they can follow you home. They can find where you live. All that kind of stuff. So I, I just don't know, man. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I hope we get some kind of evidence to kind of like pull me in a little bit more because I'm right there. I'm right there. But I just need a little bit more. And I still uh, yeah. cannot get James in. But I'm still, I love that. I think werewolves are badass, so I would love to see one. I'd be terrified, though. No lie. Yeah, I still can't get James back in here. Hopefully, we'll be able to get him moving here. And uh, let's see here. We have Tom says, Eddie, listen, we are discovering new undiscovered living creatures every day, small, medium. Uh, soon we'll find a large, uh, they exist. Uh, I guess uh exist all so yeah he uh, tom's saying that you know yeah and there are there's a lot of undiscovered animals and stuff and uh so i mean it's just a matter of finding the the, the proof finding the facts to to back up these allegations and you know and that's what being analytical is all about and doing these investigations it's not just throwing up something because somebody says okay yeah i i'll keep an open mind with it 
but let's go in and try and prove it. Let's see what we can do. What's your What's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts, Slaughters? On on um, on these uh, on these uh, Rougarous. I don't I don't think that I, I don't my thought is I don't put anything past anything anymore because uh, I find that late I, I lately and the older I get everything I was taught to believe uh, is not real uh, let's think about that so you take a logic of what they tell you to believe in and, and I'm not talking even religion just in general just community or whatever they want you to see and you see that a lot of it's bullshit you learn your government steals from you you learn that uh, you know they tell you one thing and they scare you with another one and they torture you and then they put their ads up and they lead by fear so yeah I, I would think that they if something like that was there there are a group of people that know about it I'm sure I'm sure you'll find that out in your investigation and I think a lot of that stuff would be hidden so if it came out I would not be shocked is that is that that's a probably a fair statement I wouldn't be shocked yeah there's got to be something more to it at least you would think and I feel all big on the screen now wow. yeah I just put I just put you up full screen on here just about uh, Dylan holiday says they just took the first picture of a giant owl for the first time in 20 years they thought were extinct okay and what giant owl is that and where did they do that at I would love to see that Dylan find it he is good at finding stuff awesome and uh so the largest owl species, there's the great, the two of the largest, which are the largest, is the Eurasian eagle owl and the great gray fisher. So this is a male. He weighs just about five pounds, and the females weigh up to ten. You imagine that? Wow. With an animal with hollow bones? Come on, dude. There's some density there. You know, that's it's just unbelievable. Well, like I said, I, I'd raised a barred owl for a little while because it ended up getting hurt, and we had it for a couple of months, and until we got it strong enough to where it was a. Uh, able to fly again and we release it it still hangs around the place over here it hangs around our house so it's it's really cool that that you know it didn't actually go too far but i have to say when i took him off the fence where he was caught um it, it was uh I, I thought for sure it was going to try and bite or scratch or you know do something it did nothing like that it, it was the most docile friendly animal i think i've ever picked up especially wild yeah, they are. They're really awesome. And I got to agree with James. I saw that comment you put up. And I remember watching the show with you when uh, Brittany was on. And he started talking some cool stuff and he got fucking kicked off. Yeah. Do you remember? That really happened, man. So he's not wrong on what he just said. For yeah. Sure. He goes, thanks for having me on, guys. Seems like every time I start talking real shit, I get booted. Awesome show. Damn, James, try one more time, man. I'm try and get you on here. Maybe do something with you your computer. That happened the same way. That's so weird. Yeah, and, and it happens to him constantly. I mean, he, he'll he get on here and he'll be booted, and that's the end of it. He can't get back on. And uh, it, it, it's it's yeah. constant issues. Yeah, man, what a cool time. I'm having so much fun on here. This is a really, really awesome. Uh, and I'm glad we got to bring uh, Leonard on. He hasn't got to do any debuts in a while. I'm going to start taking him okay. on paranormal. I'm, I'm going I'm to try this real quick. Let's see here. Hold on just a minute. I'm going to do this and trying to bring you up full screen, but it's not allowing me to bring you up full screen. Huh. How weird. Maybe if I do this. Wow, you like vanished now. Yeah. I see your name, though. Looks cool. Can you hear me? It's invisible Eddie. Nope. Now I don't even. Now I see you. Really? Am I there? Yeah, now you're there. 
It's not showing. You were completely gone. Just your name was there. I feel like I'm still completely gone because I don't see me. I see you. Now you're full screen. Can anybody else see you? Because I see him. So maybe I'll be full screen for the audience, but I see you. Hmm. Well, audience, do you all see me or do you, can you hear me at all? And uh, Dylan says, uh, it's called a Shelley's Eagle Owl in African rainforest. It was photographed earlier this week by a British scientist working in Guinea. Uh, uh, or see, working in Guinea Owl. I don't know what that means. Working in guys. Let's say Guyana. Mm-hmm. He's saying Guyana Owl. That's cool. British scientists. Yeah, Guyana. That's awesome. I would love to see that. I see Eddie Slaughter's is frozen. They said I'm oh, okay. But I feel like I'm moving. I, I feel like I'm moving it myself. Okay. Well, like we're we're I think we're both yeah. back up and running. Okay, wait, wait. We got do we have James? Yeah, we're gonna get James back. Good. We're gonna get James back. How are you? Well, we were. I thought we were. It started counting down. Well. Well, hell. Maybe he'll pop back up in a second. Just stay where you're at, James. But uh, <laughs> it might take it a minute. Uh, James, talk and see if they if the everybody can hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. If you can hear James, tell us. <laughs> so well, I am talking. Well, we've got uh, we got about four and a half minutes left, so let us see here. Well, hell, let's see. No, James. So nothing on James yet. Nope, you're done, James. Shit. But they can't hear you. <clears throat> they can hear me? No, they can't hear you, unfortunately. But stay there anyway. You can talk to us no matter what. Can you hear me? I hear you. Well, that sucks, because I can't hear you. You don't hear him, Slaughters? No, I don't hear him. I don't hear him, and, and you're a little bit lower now. But I'll tell you, uh, he oh, was shit. talking about voodoo, and, and just a quick subject of my experiences with voodoo was um, Santeria in South Florida. So that's kind of a hybrid religion between Catholicism and voodoo. So it's a really yep. unique uh, religion, and so really trippy stuff. <laughs> Kimberly Very Ann says, you've been canceled. Oh, probably. Well, wouldn't that? That's all that is these days. <laughs> Much shit as I talk on Biden and Nancy, nasty Pelosi, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Hell yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, so can it's a, Tom, Tom, no? Tom Rudisill says, do those contacts bother you? You know, sometimes, Thomas, uh, sometimes when I wear contacts, they do. Right now, they feel great. Uh, sometimes when they're fresh out of the cleaner stuff, a little peroxide gets in your eyes and you just want to cut your eyes out with a spoon. Yeah, sometimes they bother me. But right now, for the most part, you get quality ones that are pretty good. They work out great costumes. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, I think what we're going to do, uh, we have a few minutes left. I want uh, Slaughter to uh, go ahead and give us some information on where people can follow your show on your pages and that way you know we can get more and more people out there and everybody please listen if you can share out his page get it out to as many people as you can it's a great show it's a lot of fun they have a blast on there and i guarantee you you'll you'll enjoy the shit out of it if you follow them and and just give them some support you know we we all have to give them some support and help each other out here and uh so the more the merrier and 
you know, Slaughter, go ahead and uh, give us your uh, give us your info. Well, if you want to find us on our paranormal stuff, it's WTF underscore paranormal on Instagram, which is a lot of fun. We do a lot of posting there. Um, my sister's into a lot of that stuff. She's a ufologist. Uh, she's been on Eddie's show before. It was a lot of fun. You can find me at crockstartv.tv, crockstar.tv on the web, and you can also find it on Instagram. And we are The Motley Croc Show on Facebook and YouTube. And we do a live show every Sunday at 7 p.m. for right now. That may change. And I think I'm going to be bringing Eddie back on again, too, because we had a really good time with that. And just come check us out. We'd love to see it. And I we love comments. The more you comment, you want to talk, the better. It makes the show go. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Absolutely. And I want to let everybody know, too, that if you do jump on there, uh, tell them hello. Tell them where uh, you saw them. Tell them if you were part of our show. And uh, just get those comments in there and get it going. Get, get it flowing. And, uh, you know, and let us know also because we'd love to have Slaughter back on here and bring him back more on a yeah. regular basis and make him kind of more part of the show where we can actually have him on here and talking about different things and bringing different animals and getting us accustomed to some of the different uh, exotics that he has out there. He's got all kinds of stuff, so it'd be great, I think, to be able to uh, check out and see what he's got and also go over and, and support his show as well. So, uh yeah, absolutely. James, I know a lot of people can't hear you, but uh, we you can hear him once we do the podcast right. version. So, James, give us a closing comment. Eddie, if you want to repeat what I'm saying real quick. Just, just comment. Thanks, I'll be for, watching. Thanks, Slaughter, for being on the show and introducing us to the animals. The owl is badass. There we go. Nope. <laughs> and um, thanks, guys. Again, I'm going to keep it short because I don't want dead air. So, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Slaughter, thanks. You're a badass. We're going to check out the show, bro absolutely and yeah you will hear what he had to say in the podcast so we'll be posting the podcast later on this evening or tomorrow the podcast will be on paranormal analytical will be on my personal page as well you can also get it on anchor.fm uh and then also on uh, spotify you can get on paranormal analytical and follow us there as well for the podcast and you'll get every podcast version of our show so that you can just kick back and listen to it in the car if you'd like or just while you're uh, snoozing or if you want to get a couple of good laughs so uh anyway slaughter thank you so much man for being on the show we love you it's been great uh thank you got a hell of a show and i had a blast on your show and i want to go back and i want to do it again because it. i think it would just be way too cool yep and i love being here thank you for having me man we had a good time i think the owl did too thanks Woody. i appreciate all your hard work but the owl's badass bro i love the owl <laughs> <laughs> all righty well gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen, everybody out there in uh, chat land and where you can hear our voice, we love you guys. Thank you so much for your support and listener support. We thank you for listening in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing out the shows and uh, being with us every time we show up. So, uh, you know, y'all take care. Keep your eyes to the sky. As I know James will want me to say because that's what he always tells you. So remember, eyes to the sky. Keep a lookout for those UFOs because they're more and more prevalent each and every day lots of reports out there gentlemen and ladies so keep looking up because you will see one i promise okay so take care and we'll talk to y'all guys a little bit later good night have fun guys guys. love y'all